morning, Cornerstone. Happy Friday of week 10. We've made it this far, right? Not with that difficulty, but by the grace of God, we made it this far, right? Um, quick announcement before we get started. Evensong, this Sunday, out in the lobby of the chapel. We're going to sing hymns around a piano, unplugged. It's going to be a good time of worship. Um, but besides that, uh, just go ahead and share with somebody around you uh, something that God is, you've seen God do this week and one thing you're really excited for for the weekend. Isn't it a beautiful reality that God is sustaining us right now in this moment? Like, how, how cool is that? Aren't we thankful for that? Um, and we often say that God is present in this space, but uh, let's let that soak in today. God is truly president, the king, present. The king, the creator, the savior is here right now. And that reality should be both humbling and comforting. And so since he's here, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we humbly welcome you into this place. Lord, show us more of your glory, more of your power. You're mighty beyond our imagination, but you're very present. You're a very present help in time of trouble. And so we worship you today. And everyone said, amen. Would you stand as we sing to him together?
Cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see His wounds, His hands, His feet, my Savior, His cursed tree. His body bowed and drenched in tears. They laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy stone. Messiah still and all. for your sacrifice on the cross. We're thankful, we're thankful that for those of us who are in Christ, there is no condemnation. You've forgiven us, Lord. We thank you for that. How we long for the day where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. And Lord, now that we've encountered your presence, I pray you would quiet our hearts as we prepare to receive your word. Lord, may it fall on soft hearts and open ears in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat and let's welcome our speaker, Micah. I'm going to chase you down and use a stanza instead. 
Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here. I uh, am privileged to be here this morning and uh, talk to you guys about uh, what it means uh, to understand gratitude. And this month, we're uh, going through the theme of gratitude in November, which I feel like is pretty appropriate because this is the month of Thanksgiving. And uh, Thanksgiving, we take time to be thankful for the things that we have or we've been given. Um, and so, yeah, I was really excited to unpack what gratitude is. Uh, and I think you can unpack gratitude in a couple different ways. Uh, normally, in our school brains, we are trained to just use our mind to think, okay, I know the definition of gratitude, so I'm good to go. I'm, I don't need to know anything else. Um, and so as a definition for gratitude this morning, I was going to define gratitude as uh, just receiving something that we don't deserve. Receiving something that we don't deserve. And so gratitude is the response, is a response that we can have in response to uh, receiving something we don't deserve. But another way that we can respond uh, and understand gratitude is on a heart level, an experiential level. So I hope to unpack gratitude and talk about it on a head level, but also on a heart level. I'd like to pray for us, uh, and then we can jump in to the message. Dear God, uh, just thank you for the opportunity of being here this morning as disciples and uh, getting to know you and wanting to be more like you. I ask that you open our ears and our hearts to your word this morning, uh, that your truth is spoken here. Thank you for what you did for us on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have your Bibles or your phone to open, go ahead and open to Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35. I think it'll be on the screen as well. Uh, go ahead and read along with me or in your head. So verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of the debtors was brought in and owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please, be patient with me, and I'll pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to, to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars, and he grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. The king called the man and had that he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you had pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Kind of a weighty passage this morning. Um, I was just going to take a minute and, and break, out, uh, break down this parable that Jesus gives. Jesus could have just answered Peter's question by saying, nope, 70 times 7. And that's it. Like, he didn't have to give this whole story to uh, put meat on this discussion and uh, put an actual story. And I think Jesus does this so that we can both understand the concept kind of like how we're all in school, we all need to understand concepts for our classes, but on a heart level, we also need to understand 
what Jesus is saying. And so in this parable, this king is God. And obviously, we are all the servants of God. And we owe him this huge debt that we can never repay on our own. And we ultimately fall at his feet and say, like, please forgive me. Uh, And uh, God forgives this debt that we owe him through sending Jesus uh, to pay that price. But I think this parable should leave us with two questions walking away from this parable. So the first question being, how should we respond to God? And then the second question is, how do we respond to others? The servant in this parable that owed the king millions of dollars, just a tremendous debt. I don't think they actually used dollars back in the day, but um, he had the opportunity to respond in gratitude. And I don't know about you, but from the way he acted, it didn't seem like he responded in gratitude because he was given something that he didn't deserve and then went to his someone who owed him a little and didn't extend the same gift that he was given. So I think maybe intellectually, that servant understood the gift that he was given and how that was an awesome gift, but I don't think he understood on a heart level. So I could just define gratitude and just say, you know, go and be like the servant who and forgive and to be grateful. And we could say amen and we could all go about our weeks, but I think that uh, it's understood it's important that we make the connection of how can we experience gratitude as an attitude in our lives, not just as an intellectual concept. Jesus could have easily answered Peter by giving this short response, and he took the time to give the story. So here's a story from my life where I experienced gratitude. So I was preparing to go on a trip to Kenya on a missions trip, and I was in this last week that we could raise funds before the deadline. We had to turn all of these funds in. Um, and I didn't think I was going to make it because I had, you know, sent letters, made phone calls, and I had picked up some side jobs to, like, re-roof some buildings just so I could put that towards the trip. But it wasn't going to be enough. And, you know, I, was, I just prayed to God, like, if you... I'm going to try to hold this with open hands. If, if, if this happens, awesome. If it doesn't, that's okay too. Uh, and so I had just went to class, uh, and after class was over, I was walking back to my dorm, Van Osdell, you know, the best dorm. And, uh, and some, like, one of my classmates stopped me. I was like, hey, I saw on Facebook that you're on a trip going to Kenya, and I just really thought that was a cool thing. So I wanted to just give you this money for that trip. And so he just pulls out everything in his wallet and hands it to me and says, like, put this towards your trip. I think it's a great opportunity. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, a student at Cornerstone who's probably just as broke as I am is giving me this money. Like, who of all people, uh, I just, like, God met that in such an unexpected way. So later in the day, I actually got a Facebook message from this guy, and he's like, hey, can we meet up? I just wanted to quick talk to you a little bit about the money I gave you. I was like, oh, he probably needs like another 20 back. He forgot about it. Like, like it was like no big deal. And so I went back and we met up later and he was just like, you know, uh, I don't feel like I truly obeyed God because um, God has really just put it on my heart that I haven't tithed my whole life and um, that I didn't really follow through on what he's been asking me to do recently. And so uh, he handed me this wad of money, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I just put it in my pocket, and he just said, like, this is, I think, what God has been asking me to do, and this is my step of faith to do that. And so uh, I was blown away. Um, but so later, I walked away, and after thanking him, um, just, like, looked at the money. It was like 100 after 100 after 100, and I'm like, whoa. Um, and so, moral of the story, like, me and a few others who weren't able to fully fundraise for the trip were able to go on this amazing experience on this missions trip uh, because of his generosity. And in that moment, I, I felt immense gratitude in a way I had never felt before because I knew it wasn't easy for this guy to give me this money. And it was something I didn't deserve, uh, and he had no way obligated to give to me. So uh, that was, uh, beyond money, though, I think, 
we can experience gratitude in other ways. Like I had a, gave, my wife gave birth to my son Judah a year ago, and that was a, a huge moment of uh, gratitude in my life. Uh, but I would like to just take a moment and have you ha- take courage and turn to your neighbor. I know that's a little scary sometimes, uh, especially if you're an introvert. But I'd like you to turn to your neighbor, and for like the next minute, each of you share for a minute a time that you experienced a gift that you were not expecting or a, something you didn't deserve was given to you, whether it was forgiveness or a physical gift. Uh, so take the next minute and turn to your neighbor and recount a time that you were given something you didn't expect. And then I want you to ask, how did you feel after that? How did you react? So go ahead. Take another few seconds to wrap up your story. All right, so I'd like to hear what were some of the reactions, you can physically yell them at me, what were some of the reactions to emotions that you felt after, that you heard from your neighbor or that you experienced yourself from your own story? So was it happiness? What was it? What was that? Surprise, gratitude, crying. Someone said something over here, I didn't hear it. Bawled my eyes out. Yeah, those are all great responses. Can we have two more? Relief. Who wants the last one? Joy overwhelming. Wow, yeah. These are all reactions uh, that we have in our gratitude for the situation. And I know sometimes it feels like almost shameful to accept that gift because you know you don't deserve it. Um, And I think uh, on an intellectual level, we can all know what gratitude is and be thankful for certain things. But ultimately, you, you get an understanding in your heart of what gratitude is when you share stories with one another, share your testimonies with one another, and what that looks like in your life and how that looks like in others' lives. So thanks for sharing with each other. Uh, And I just want to highlight that uh, the biggest gift that we've all received is the one Jesus gave. And the price that he he paid on our behalf on the cross uh, was something that we don't deserve. And uh, we can maybe relate to that through different ways we receive gifts in our lives. But... uh, We've been forgiven a large debt like the man in the parable. And it's important 
to react, not in the way that the man in the parable did, but with gratitude. So my challenge for everyone leaving today is that we know in our mind, but understand in our hearts the debt that's been paid on our behalf. And in response that we react with a gratitude that leads to grace and forgiveness. How can you live with an attitude of gratitude this semester? Let's pray. God, you are the giver of every good gift. You tell us that those who have been forgiven much also love much. Let us be a people that understands in our heart the gift that you've given us and that we don't deserve it so that we may go and live a life of gratitude and of love. We thank you, we love you, and amen. Amen, will we stand as we respond to the word we've heard?
grateful for in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in our response and our thanksgiving to him, it's okay to respond with our bodies. It's okay to respond. It's okay to dance. It's okay to clap. So as we close with this last song, just feel free. Let's give thanks to God.
peace. Have a great day. Yeah. 
Hold the milk, put back the sugar. They are powerless to console. We gathered here to sprinkle ashes from our late free cereal bowl.